Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. Michael. 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 <laughs> what? Why are you saying it that way? <laughs> you know why. Here's the, here's the thing, Michael. I didn't want to start out like this, but I'm putting you on notice because I noticed I sent some email to the Crappy Christians Gmail account and it never got responded to. All right. Okay. That's entirely accurate. <laughs> no, uh, did we say welcome to Shitty Christians? Hello and welcome to Shitty Christians. No, fuck off. Well, this, this is the call out. <laughs> for, all of our, for all of our new listeners that might be tuning in for the first time post-Scott, welcome. Uh, look forward to many sundry dick jokes and not a lot else. But uh, we're here to talk about some evangelical bullshit. But one day, one day Scott will return. So you have to keep listening. Thanks to Scott for making the time. That was, that was yeah, really, that was really, that was really fun. fun. What a gem. But yes, so... Uh, our first official <laughs> shitty Christians mea culpa. Uh, we, yep. We're not going to call it an apology because we don't do no, that here. I don't believe in apologies. Uh, but I I made a discovery this week. <laughs> just uh, just some, some new information that came to light, which was that the uh, forwarding thing that I had set up for our pod email account uh, either stopped working or never worked. It was a little hard to tell. And so... <laughs> I happened to hop onto it and see literally months of very nice messages from many people with, like, kind words, insightful thoughts, things for us to check <laughs> out. And, uh, yeah, we left all of those people, not even on red. We just <laughs> abandoned them to the ether. Uh, so for everyone that took the time to send us some words and didn't hear back, uh, genuinely, I am sorry uh, I've been starting the process of going back through and responding to anyone, everyone, so uh, I will eventually get through all of them. Uh, and, you know, listen, it, I have to say it's really nice uh, to get a big batch of these all at once because doing a podcast is a very, like, throwing things out into the ether experience. Like, you often, mm. like, don't know uh, what effect, right. if any, your pod is having. So it was really nice to hear back from from many of you, and specifically one person who had some some really interesting thoughts so this is some, our first, some in some insight you know genuinely some insights this is our first hate <laughs> mail read on the pod i'm not going to dox this person so we're just going to call him steve hi steve hope you're hope you're tuning in uh but steve, steve has up? some thoughts uh he has some mm -hmm. thoughts on us and he has some thoughts on abdul our guest from episode 49 uh and so he's gonna he's gonna share some thoughts and which feelings. bull bull move abdul's a mother bad motherfucker if yeah. you're gonna come yeah. at the you game, can come for you know? us. We're 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 Casper <laughs> milk toast. We're not gonna do shit. Uh, but don't I, I I would be careful. We'll get into it, shall we? So th so this is Steve. Yeah. Uh. Nothing says privilege white boys like a socialist podcast that spent its first twenty minutes extolling the virtues of designer sneakers and new gaming platforms. All right, coming a little hot, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Steve, let me just say. I don't own designer sneakers or gaming platform, new gaming platforms. But if I did, that would be rad. Yeah, that would be that would just be good news. Also, for the record, I own designer sneakers, but no gaming platforms. Uh, and also, for the record, socialists can have nice things, Steve. <laughs> it's so weird. It's it's it is a tiny weird version of the. Bernie has a a, a run-down yeah, mobile yeah, yeah. home that is near a lake. Listen, please, <laughs> like, that's somebody, somebody get me a PS5 so I can be canceled like Bernie in his lake house. Please, God. 
Uh, we're going to be talking about prophecy this episode. So just throwing that out there. Okay, so he keeps going. He's got a lot more. In parentheses, you are white, right? <laughs> you didn't even look at my Twitter, you lazy bitch. <laughs> well, probably not Abdul, but he doesn't really cut it as a communist either. Whoa, whoa. This is what I'm saying. Whoa, don't, don't you come don't. at my boy that way. You can take shots at me all day. I'll find you. Do not step you. to Abdul. Abdul's more so such a real communist. I didn't even know the communist he was talking about on the pod, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I don't. Who the fuck is this Marx guy? I don't know, but Abdul does, and that's what matters. <laughs> Okay, he keeps going. In fact, maybe he can create a companion podcast to shitty Christians and call it crappy communist. I digress, but so do you on air a lot. Damn it. Okay, fine. So anyways, I was I was eating some food the other day right. and <laughs> You know what? Yeah, let's let's give him one. All right? We'll give him one. Yeah. That was a excellent point. Back on topic as Steve would want us to be. Uh, he, he does have a couple things that he liked. He said, Abdul came back to Islam on his own terms, not his parents. And I agree that we can't approach a re religion for our parents' benefit. That's a good thing, I guess. We have to accept Christianity on God's terms, not our own. Listen, listen, Steve. Me and God have a contract. You were not privy to the details of that. But there was a lot of negotiation that went into that. Is I don't Steve trying to, like, lecture me or some shit? Oh, yeah. Steve, well, Steve is definitely trying to lecture you. But to be fair, we're podcasters. We do a fair bit of lecturing. I can take it. <laughs> I like Zach, or maybe it was Mike's words. I could never have continued my faith without connecting it to the world around me. The scripture we study, the faith we carry, and the God that we worship, that path is the only way that happens. Um, Those were my words. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for telling me about how great I am, Steve. That's true. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Listen, if there's one thing I do not expect, like there's one thing that you should be able to distinguish when you listen to this podcast, it's the difference between my voice and Zach's. There's no difference. <laughs> Just, I, as far as I can tell, it's the same. When I, I, mean, when I edit, I, I'm like, who said that wonderful yeah, thing? I will say the voice in my head is Zach's head. So that is probably true. <laughs> no, that's so weird. Mine too. Okay. Wait. Second own from Steve. You both sound like you probably grew up in Christian homes. Maybe you're even PKs. Ha ha. Okay, look, Steve. You fuck, you fuck with <laughs> okay. you fuck with my you fuck with my buddy Abdul. You called me out for being a PK, a thing which I had a lot of control over. Steve. His he's got two final points. One. Okay. Interesting quote. <laughs> I am a Christian, but culturally, I'm an atheist. That was you, Zach. And then yeah, he goes, yeah, you're not alone. My translation, I want to be a Christian, but I don't want to act like one. Eat a dick, Steve. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's actually what I'm saying. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple guesses about you, Steve. I'm going to take a guess that you really love cultural Christianity. You also probably grew up in the church. And you take all the little ticky-tacky shit real serious. Well, let me tell you something, Steve. Abortion is cool. And cursing is cool. And fucking is cool. Steve, all right, that's that's the way we roll here. And if you can, and I tell you what I mean when I say that. What I mean is, I don't go for that cultural Christianity nonsense. All right, keep listening though. That we need we need the numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> keep, keep tuning in, Steve. Steve, send us a follow up. Okay, Steve, Steve, come on the pod. <laughs> but here's the real reason that Steve wrote, and I know that because Steve said. But here's the real reason I wrote, <laughs> Mike. First of all, it's Michael. Thank don't, you. Don't, don't, don't. Who calls you? No, you're not. Have we ever referred to you as Mike once? Only my mom is allowed to call yep. me Mike. And she does it constantly. And I don't know why. But that's it's okay. It's so funny. Not okay it for you, Steve. Hilarious. Okay, so, so Mike. 
Jesus's middle name is not all caps, five exclamation points. Fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. Oh, Steve. Uh, Michael, do you have a rebuttal? Steve, listen, listeners, some people do not read the New Testament in the original Greek, and it shows. <laughs> and it shows. Yeah. Steve, are you reading it in Hebrew? Because I don't <laughs> care if you are. Uh, so so that was Steve. Steve, thank you so much for writing in and taking the time <laughs> to have thoughts on our podcast. Far beyond that, thank you to all the people that shared other different, dare I say, better thoughts on the things that we do. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to communicating more with y'all soon. But... With that said, Zachary, yes, we're in 2021. Biden, yeah. Biden is sitting on the throne of America, his plush buttocks, mm. sending healing pulses through the White House. <laughs> what? What's going on with his buttocks again? Listen, listen. I have seen Lib Twitter, and they have some thoughts on Biden's buttocks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I just can't get over the election. I've gone to November in my mind. And you know who else right. hasn't gotten over the election? Christian prophets who made election predictions. I was going to say the libs, but like that's to be fair, that's like that's kind of like the blank spot in a bingo card. There's a there's a lot that they don't get over. Uh, so, yeah. So today we're going to be taking a look at some of the prophecies that were made surrounding the presidential election, what they were, how it's been going, how people are dealing with the fundamental reality that they were clearly full of shit being paraded around for all to see. I, uh, I'm excited for so much normalcy. That's, yeah. that's our pod, normal Christians. <laughs> yes, yes. Run of the mill Christians. Hey, at <laughs> least at least we wouldn't have a, one of those naughty words in the title. Standard ass Christian. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that. But before we get to specifically election prophecy, I was curious, mm-hmm. Zach, do you have any experience with prophecy? Have you ever been prophesied <laughs> over? Okay, so this is one area in which I am more fortunate than uh, a lot of evangelicals. My dad just does not truck with that shit. And sure, yeah. Largely a Baptist minister. Yeah, and, and, my, and largely Baptist and just very sort of like, you know, frozen chosen. And then in my adult life, I have veered more towards mainline Protestantism, Lutheran churches, Presbyterian churches, and they're even more awkward somehow. Oh, yeah. I, growing up in a Baptist church, didn't see a lot of it, but there were a couple prophets in my church. Yes. Fuck yes. Uh, And so I have, in fact, been prophesied over. Fuck yes. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I forget which retreat it was, but... The guy had to kind of sneak me away from, like, the front of the stage uh, because he knew that he wasn't supposed to be doing this. So not only did I get Wait, you were secret? Over, you were Anne Frank prophesied I was, over. I was secreted away off to the corner so it would just look like he was praying with me. And then he, like, in a very low voice was like, listen – God has given me a word for you and like I I need to share it but you know we gotta we gotta kind of do this over here all right like like it really was like (laughs) hey man I I got the shit I got the good shit you ready for the good shit and I'm like 13 and I'm like uh okay I don't want to make the obvious joke but this is not the darkest thing you could have been spirited away to do so it's okay we don't want to walk down that path today we're having a nice fun show about we're jamming and and we're jamming let's keep moving so he's and he told me that uh, God had called me to be a great spiritual leader, <laughs> which I gotta he, say, wait, 
clearly he came nailed true. it. Welcome he to the podcast. <laughs> Motherfucker nailed it. Shout outs. The one prophet I can't stone in this episode. <laughs> I do remember meeting a friend in college who had also been prophesied over, only the prophecy that she encountered was a man prophesying that she was going to marry his college age son. She was like a sophomore in high school. Okay. Prophesying over this child that she was going to marry his son. I, uh, hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's a little bit like in royal families when you'd be like, my 13 year old will be marrying your 12 year old. Uh, be so our empires do not war with one another. Yeah, this is some very Crusader Kings 2 theology. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's a little. It turns, it turns. It turns out they were the Plantagets and the Tudors. It's weird. <laughs> but, like, so, whatever. So strange. Honestly, if you're going to tell me that, like, evangelical churches are run uh, like shitty fallen <laughs> empires of the old world, I, I'm kind of with you there. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's there's some fucking overlap whole, at whole least. A whole lot of broken patriarchy, a whole lot of need for guillotines. Japery, japery jokes. <laughs> That's right. So... We're going to be talking about some election prophecies, and I want to say up front, like, I don't know anything about prophecy or, like, what an actual leftist Christian understanding of prophecy would look like. I haven't engaged with it. I have thoughts that just aren't really going to come up because I have done none of the research to have meaningful things to say. The thing that I... No, I think I can say, don't prophesy. I'm just going to say it. Just don't Zachary say it. has things to <laughs> like say. Zach is I, gonna... I, do, I do, however, feel very strongly <laughs> that everyone we're about to talk, talk about is full of shit and doing some really fucked up stuff. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's start with what the prophecies were. Like, let's get a lay of the land. You know, it, it's it's summer of 2020. It's October. You know, the election is coming up. Where were people at? I said, Lord, Joe Biden don't need to be president. And just like this, just like if you'd answered me, he said he won't. I want to say without question, Trump is going to win the election. Trump will win. He will sit in that office for four more years. Will it be an eight-year presidency? Absolutely. And God has assured me today when he walked into my room and woke me up at noon, almost noon, 11.55 a.m., and he came in and he yelled as loud as he possibly could, Can you not stand and not turn to the left? And give yourself as a partner to the evil that wants to take this land. Well, I say no. It will not happen. It will end and it will be done because I say it will be done. Watch my hand move. Now that man is done with their process, I will put my show on. And justice will be served, says your God. So stand in the light or run to the darkness. But nothing will stop me from my plan at putting my son, Donald Trump, back in that White House. So those guys seem cool. Yeah, normal normal and good stuff. Uh, that lady's pink hair is like a weird overlap with like Twitter pink hair with like Zini Jardin. Yeah, she is. she has definitely got like a resistance mom vibe to her, yes. which is pretty crazy when you hear being like, God came into my home to yell at me for not trusting Trump enough. But I really expect her to be in a split screen with Rachel Maddow. It's, it's, it's kind of bizarre. It's throwing you off, man. Uh, so, yeah, that was just a couple. That was just a couple. I got some more. I got Kevin Zadai, who's a, a prophet and YouTuber, two things that always go together, who said, <laughs> this morning when I woke up, I didn't even know there was an election because I had already been in the future. <laughs> what the fuck? 
I had already been in the future, and I saw that President Trump had won. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the uh, weird overlap between, like, uh, astral projection and, like, charismatic Christianity for this. Very good. Uh, Paula White had this to say. Tika, Hada, Onda, Ora, Bada, Ronda, Aka, Aka, Ora, Manda, Rasa, Ta, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I, those were the original uh, lyrics to Hukumina Matata. Yeah, so now, now that I've okay. spoken in tongues, I am now calling for an interpreter. Is there anywhere he, anyone here that can offer interpretation of you know what has been said? <laughs> wait, wait, I've got something. It says, I'm a fucking grifter asshole? Oh, fuck is that shit. right? That that sounds like God. That sounds like what God says to me. Okay. Ah, that's uh, that one stings. Uh, we had Burns. Robertson in the clip. You know, guaranteeing yes. Trump is definitely going to be uh, president. Something that we didn't get in that clip is that that was actually a multi-stage prophecy. There was a lot going on there. <laughs> so in addition to Trump definitely being president, he also prophesied that there would be two attacks on Trump's life during his second term. Sure. Uh, civil insurrection. Hey. One out, one out of whatever. Okay. Bad. Okay. Uh, a Turkish-Iranian coalition attacking Israel. Yes. Uh, yes. What? <laughs> the apocalypse. Just by the way, well, the apocalypse. Uh, and an asteroid striking Earth all before 2025. I, you know, I'm struggling to see the lie here. So you're, you're just gonna have to help me with that. <laughs> Pat has sort of a long history of failed prophecy. Uh, it's kind of his <laughs> thing. I don't. He's made an entire career out of being actively wrong about everything all the time, and and not just his theology, but like shit he says is going to happen that doesn't. Like when he promised that there would be a massive terrorist strike in the United States in late 2007. Uh, he predicted a tsunami that never happened. Uh, again, maybe just ahead of the curve there, climate change is real. Yeah, I think his problem is over, uh, being overly specific. Yeah, yeah, well. You uh, know, look, look, to do a good cold read, you have to be vague, general, man, come on. Zach's been watching <laughs> The Mentalist. <laughs> I've been watching Psych, thank you. I was never one of those mentalist motherfuckers. What I, kind of I have do you been, think I grew up I, in? Listen, I have been going through the mentalist, and let me tell you, there's some shit to say about that show. Okay, back on topic. Wouldn't want anyone to be able to accuse us of digression. <laughs> Robertson, this is my favorite one from Robertson. Uh, and we should do a whole episode on this asshole because he is a nonstop mean machine of horror just like yeah we actually haven't god does this man hate every other motherfucker on the planet that isn't <laughs> pat robertson but robertson prayed to god to steer hurricanes away from his company's virginia beach headquarters he credited okay. he credited his prayers for steering the course of hurricane gloria away from those headquarters the storm then hit other mid-atlantic states and new england causing 900 million in damage and eight deaths oh no what the fuck, dude? Bro, if God is moving hurricanes for you, you, you think you could ask him to spin it, do a quick little U-turn there? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Motherfucker don't even care. That's amazing. I can't imagine. People have died, lost their homes, stuck in FEMA trailers, and you go on TV to talk about how God heard your prayer and spared your shitty headquarters for your company that is worth somewhere between 200 million and 1 billion. It, oh, okay, cool. That's all. Yeah, just just a lot of special stuff. There were like dozens of these like fairly high-profile evangelical leaders that were doing this stuff. And uh, I just have one thing to say to them. It's actually a scripture. It comes from comes okay. from Deuteronomy. Where it's I uh 
I didn't know we were allowed to read scripture on this podcast. This changes everything. I'm pretty sure we're not, but I'm going to do it anyway. But a prophet who <laughs> presumes to speak in my name of anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. Uh, all right, Pat. We're Pat, all Christians here. Pat, come on the pod. <laughs> Pat, we'd love to let's see you. Go. You're let's probably go. an anti-masker. Just come on over. Don't worry about it, Pat. Looking forward to it. It's not going to be relevant, Pat. Don't worry. Pat, Pat, this 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 handful of like of of uh, of river stones. It's not a big <laughs> deal, bro. Listen, Pat, I'm doing some decorating. Don't worry about it. So, okay. You might think after an election that, you know, whatever else happened, uh they might have to come to terms with the fact that they were wrong, but you know that they didn't. Like, you know, everyone knows because every fucking Republican didn't. Most of them still have I mean, it. Democrats didn't. They spent four years pretending that, like, Putin was president somehow. Yes, yes. No, it's it's true. This is, this is, uh, the, the, the brain worms go a lot to the Republican Party, but this is pretty bad. So let's go No, this is to, worse, uh, but it's still just like, no one admits the L. No one takes the L anymore. Oh, we're going to get to the people that took the L's. <laughs> so let's go to the next clip uh, that I have okay. entitled simply, uh, Cope. The Lord has anointed and has appointed uh, Trump to be a president a second term. It's not 2024. It's right now in the next couple of weeks. And God did choose Pence for eight years after Trump's eight years. And, you know, I'm a true prophet. I only say what God tells me to say. The Lord again spoke to me and said, this will not be fully settled until January the 18th. Right now, it looks like our hopes are being doused. Next week, it looks like our hopes are being doused, but that's when the fire falls and things begin to shift and change. I don't think it's over. I still, I'm sticking with it, folks. Here I am. I'll be here going, I'm still believing. God is able in the last hour to do something impossible. You may see inauguration tomorrow. Here's the thing. President Trump's farewell speech is, 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 is this. It's, it's like I said. Look at how many times people go on farewell tours, okay? It doesn't mean goodbye. It doesn't mean that it's over. That was cool. It was good. Uh, moving the goalposts just a little bit. Like, oh, listen, guys, listen, listen. Obviously, an election happened, and, you know, <laughs> it might seem like things did not go our way, but, you know, God, God works on his own time. Uh, one, another guy, Dutch <laughs> Sheet, said, when has God ever done anything in our timeline? I started having a premonition that this would go to the inauguration and after. I had a dream sent to me that confirmed this. <laughs> Uh, I would like I would like to send a couple dreams to that guy. <laughs> just just have just gonna put some things out there in the world. Universe, do your thing. Another guy. We need to not make the same mistake as Israel, who stoned true prophets. We have to give the Lord space. <laughs> yeah, the Lord is not the one getting stoned, bitch. Like nobody's talking Lord, about stoning the Lord God. Needs space. The Lord is your high school relationship <laughs> that you tried to make work in college, and eventually you get that text. It's just like, oh, I just need a little space. The Lord is a bisexual woman with mental health problems. He also says that same dude, come talk to me in four years, which is amazing. <laughs> just be like, don't at me until four years. So somebody, dear listener, or I guess I need to do it because I don't know his name right now. Uh, I'm going to have to set a little timer to like come back to him for that. Although he's not totally wrong. Trump can still run in 2024. <laughs> so um, one of my favorites, the My Pillow guy. Oh, I love this guy. Mike Lindell. What a, what a poet. 
Mike Lindell, noted prophet, <laughs> says, don't anyone give up. Oh, yes. These dates in time, these January 6th, these December 14th, these January 20th, these are man's dates, not God's dates. I, I, I just, I'm really curious. And I know what he means by that. But also, what do you mean by that? Like, why, <laughs> why can't God show up on January 20th? Is he, like, busy? Is he like, is he like working the doubles? Like what, what the fuck is happening? You talked about not taking the L. It's, it's one of the reasons that prophecy can be so dangerous, mm -hmm. particularly when it's put in the hands of fucking ill-intentioned assholes, is they can endlessly change the goalposts on this yeah. shit. Uh, and and it, it, it becomes like, you know, when you are claiming the authority of God, god and uh at least for people that believe in shit the consequences are supposed to be fairly severe for fucking it up then like you kind of have to get real good at being like oh no 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 like that, that's not really what i meant like some of these guys are saying that their prophecies came true because trump actually did win the election it was just stolen from him <laughs> that's that is i think my favorite take on this like no i'm i'm, I'm actually right trump won like, uh, not to not to belittle uh, somebody who is not in the game, so to speak. There's just a comment I saw in one of these that said that as long as Trump's painting hung in the White House, <laughs> he had still technically not left, so the prophecy could be fulfilled. I I like to think that person is being satirical. It's possible, but they were like deep on a, <laughs> one of these like boards where everyone was saying stuff like this. But maybe, maybe I, I we can certainly hope, right? We can believe in a world where that was a joke. <laughs> My all-time favorite cope take though is Sid Roth, who declared that time travel is real. Okay, I I love this energy already, and that Jesus Jesus is in fact. The original time traveler. Oh fuck yes! So he created the uh, the the like multiverse of elections. Oh fuck yes! Star Trek, Star Trek to those weird Romulans. They're fucking coming. They're splitting the universes so <laughs> yes. Trump can win. Jesus was the original con. <laughs> I love that these guys like managed to hopscotch Q for weird shit. Like Q <laughs> Q predicted the storm, right? right? Q predicted that like they're they're all gonna be arrested at inauguration or whatever. Correct. But, like, correct. Sid Roth yeah, still jumps true. beyond anything in the material realm to be like, no, Jesus is going to time travel this election, correct? And presumably that's all he's going to do. Like, this would be Jesus returning to Earth just to place Trump back in okay. the presidency. Okay, so Holocaust. Jesus is, like, not worth my time traveling abilities. <laughs> Don't miss me with that shit. Yeah, I'm busy. Sorry, dog. But Trump not getting elected for a second term? <laughs> Of doing hamburger tweets? That Christ will deal with. Yeah, just Jesus, like, Mission Impossible style, like, rappelling down through the time <laughs> portal uh, to whisk Biden away to Guantanamo and put Trump back in office. I just, I love that that's the moment, right? That, like, even in your fevered brain, if you're a white right-wing reactionary, why is this the moment, right? Like, why is, why is Trump that special? Like, it's, I actually think that's fast, that's... We don't have time to totally unpack that. But it's like, even even as a reactionary, it's like there's greater moments for your boy to show up. Yeah, yeah. Just put Baked Alaska in, man. He's like your real dude. Like, <laughs> why are you messing around with this Trump character? You could be putting actual Nazis in there. Yeah, I just uh, talk about aiming low.
Sidroth also had, I think, the best uh, response to like how he is going to fix this election. Okay. Uh, I call it the uh, Sidroth laugh attack. I'm going to start in tongues, and I believe that I am going to laugh about all of these problems, and I want, I want all the musicians, Robin and Robin and, and their, their family, uh, to enter in. I want everyone viewing us right now to enter in because we are at our Red Sea, and but... God, and Robin, after we finish, I want you and your family to help us enter into worship. I want you to know I'm not making that laughter up. I am not making this laughter up. <laughs> I, we don't have the time to put like Christians and the devil, man. It's just, it's, 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 it's a whole thing. I that, that like we need to do a whole episode on. They're fucking weirdos. I mean, yes, always. But also I just, I just love, I love it, man. It's, it's the Taekwondo of like the armor of God. Uh, Sid Ross, special guy, come on the podcast. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I think for a lot of these people, uh, and you can throw Q into this moment as well, because I do think that in some ways it's a companion episode to both our Megaride episode we did a couple weeks ago and our episode on the church and Q that we did with Grip Shop, uh, because all of this is sort of coalescing mm. around this moment. Yeah. But you get to inauguration, and that's sort of the final straw for some. Mm -hmm. right like right. At, at that point biden has actually been inaugurated some people have to acknowledge the issue that you know they've been spewing lies unceasingly for months uh greg Locke, on the other hand does not he's a pastor he's one of those guys oh you know these guys zach you know these guys i know these guys he's one of those guys that does videos in his truck a lot dude everyone has commented on this but like you don't have to shoot from your car man you just don't have to do it. It's not that hard to get get. You can get a little green screen, have a little backdrop. You could make people think you were like on a beach somewhere. Get a Greg. ring. Get like, a ring light. Greg. Like, just... heck, you could increase the douchebag bro man <laughs> aesthetic that you were going for. Like, you could green screen in a whole bunch of like guns and you know some weird flag that means something racist mm -hmm. uh, and is also a frog. Uh, like, I'm just saying, Greg, you have options here. Don't limit yourself to your four door, Greg. Have some, Greg, have some goddamn self-respect. <laughs> Greg, get it the fuck together. Uh, Greg had some thoughts. This was like two days ago on Twitter. He said, <laughs> as, I'm st as I've stated from the beginning, this election is all smoke and mirrors. I'm not backing <laughs> down from what I've said, meaning the unceasing prophecies that Trump will be president and Biden will never enter office. The media is the biggest promoter of this whole fake agenda. Biden is a false flag president freedom is going to win hell yes go off king this is awesome i don't actually know if greg was at uh the the mega riot on the six but he's there has been a huge number of these like prophetic christians who are claiming this victory that have actively encourage people to go and take part in that and this this like false flag operations is where like the line between like charismatic christianity weird prophecy right-wing reactionary in q like it's just a, it's just a stew it's just a q stew at this point like 
Oh, You're man. a pastor talking about false flag presidents. I, I, I think this is awesome. Like, it's not okay, blah, blah, blah. I honestly think the idea of calling Biden, but no, calling Biden a false flag president <laughs> while he literally is in the White House doing president shits. Yeah, not well, but he's doing it. No, but he's there in the th- doing the thing. That's so cool. That's so cool. Uh, <laughs> I have to share, not not to digress, but I have to share two oh, Steve's tweets gonna get your ass. from Greg Steve, <laughs> Steve. Steve got my ass, man. Okay, two tweets from Greg, back to back, the best one-two of all time. Fuck yeah, let's do this. Okay, this is the first one. Wow, great first day for Biden. Killed 50,000 jobs. Rejoined two dangerous groups. Authorized killing more babies. Welcomed migrant caravans. Told ISIS to come on in. Snubbed Israel. Disrespected soldiers. Twice. Got caught with no mask. And 3,000 died of COVID. No. No fucking way. That's so good. That was all one tweet. That was all one tweet. And we can get to some of the details of that, but I have to read the second tweet. Why are you bowing down to the mob and once again trying to make... things difficult for churches wake up sir this is to the governor of his state wake up sir you do not realize you make us a target with this nonsense right we are not closing we are not distancing and we are not masking <laughs> this guy is awesome oh fuck yeah i'm, I'm literally emailing him as we speak of being like man this fucking biden 3000 dead on his first day in the presidency smash cut to we are not distancing and we are not closing and we are not masking <laughs> no it's it, it's legitimately awesome. The timeline is a beautiful thing, my friends. Motherfucker, don't miss. We need to do a little more research on him because I'm sure there's tons more fun stuff. Joe, Joe Biden has never disrespected a troop except to send, except in that sends them to wars that they can't win. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The only way he disrespects the troops. Also, if we're talking about the thousands of people that are dying every day from COVID, maybe we should take a just a brief brief look at the gentleman who was in power for all the other days some did apologize okay credit where credit is due chris valatin of bethel church in reading who is also an anti-masker and has also been doing a lot of this like churches are being discriminated against huge asshole but he had an apology you ready for okay. his apology? Yeah, always. The moment you as a leader think you are infallible is the moment you begin the slippery slope towards becoming a cult. Okay, sure. I, I would argue that your, your step down that slippery <laughs> slope probably began a while before that, but okay. But then, this is great. This is the one, two of the tweet. The moment you require humans to be infallible is the moment you've joined the cult. Yes. Yes. Which oh man. I dare say, I dare say is not so much an apology as an as it is a defense. <laughs> Look, I can't be perfect. That would make this a cult. Sorry I'm not <laughs> yeah. perfect, bro. Listen, <laughs> I can't live up to the biblical standards of prophecy that I claim. That would be ridiculous. I'm not perfect. I'm silly. <laughs> I mess up. <laughs> I just like this is like peak Twitter, bro. Fuck off, man. There is an absolutely terrible Christianity Today article about this, uh, mm. where it's talking about how like all of these broken prophecies. It, it's a moment for humility. Then she goes on to say that by humility she means both the people that made the prophecies that were obviously wrong, but also the other people that want to point out the wrongness. They also need to be humble and not like rub people's noses in it. 
Yeah, yeah, stoning someone to death. Does that count as rubbing someone's nose in it? Not? You're not even letting me write mean tweets. Are you kidding me? Okay, so then she <laughs> interviews uh, Lauren Sanford, who is an MDiv at Fuller who predicted Trump would win. Mm-hmm. This is your, uh, this is your like, more reasonable, crazed, prophetic asshole. Okay. Uh, so he said, up until now, I have always sought the, sought the Lord on my own, gotten the word first from him, and then and only then I compared it with what others were saying, he wrote in his public apology. My first confession is therefore that I have departed I departed from that discipline. I allowed myself to be caught up in the prevailing stream and to be carried along by it. In doing that, I actually compromised what the Lord has already told me years before. He just got <laughs> caught up in the moment, man. The ga- The game was too real. <laughs> he just, he just, he just loved shit. the game a little too shit. much. Shit, you know when you've been slinging on those streets for too long and you can't get out. <laughs> he just, it's, it's, it's he was exactly, just in too deep. He was in too it's deep. Exactly in the how it game. was. It's exactly how it was. Except Stringer Bell didn't get his ass. Prophecy did. <laughs> uh, the article, by the way, actually a defensive prophecy. Cool, fun. <laughs> Person goes on to uh, talk about his own experiences. You ready for this? Three obscure persons who did not know either me or my wife independently prophesied to my wife in the Congo that someday she would marry a white man with an important ministry. There aren't many white men in the Congo, <laughs> yet my wife and I have been married now for about 19 years. Look, I, I don't want to like make light of, of, of something because I never do that. But this poor woman is definitely being human traffic. 100%. This is a story of villainy. And somebody this is not different to... than the dude uh, prophesying that the high schooler was going to marry like his son. Uh, yeah. I also just want to point out. I also just want to point out. Clearly, the prophecy was not true because the prophecy was not just a white man. It was a white man with an important ministry. You, sir, are writing Christianity Today articles. You have broken the prophecy. I, I do love writing an article about yourself saying you run an important ministry. Saying that you're important. That's like that's that's like how often I talk about how important our podcast is, which is true. That's true. So I guess I guess he's right. I take it all back. Oh man. Uh, a white man with an important ministry. If you ever encounter a white man with an important ministry, run the fuck away. Get out of there. Like eight only out of t- destruction eight- comes. <laughs> Eight out of ten of them are pedophiles. The other two defend pedophiles. It's, yeah, it's the, not great. The other two covered them up. Uh, so Jeremiah Johnson, <laughs> mm-hmm. Charlotte, NC-based evangelist, hometown boy, what up? Uh, mm-hmm. Prophesied in 2015 that Trump would gain the White House, so you know he's a real one. <laughs> and then in 2019, prophesied that Trump would win a second term. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. He had some mm-hmm. thoughts. He called this repentance, but this is actually like him coming for his haters super hard, and it's pretty great. <laughs> Over the last 72 hours, I have received multiple death threats and thousands (laughs) upon thousands of emails from Christians saying the nastiest and most vulgar things I've ever heard towards my family and ministry. So I got to say, shout out to the Shady Christians audience. Thank you for showing up for that. That's pretty cool. Really appreciate it. His his kids do suck, though. I've I've been on that corner for a long time. His kids are trash. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like little John, little Johnny can't even read. Okay, whatever. <laughs> all I'm saying is that for those people sending death threats, they are following biblical principles. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we have lost ministry partners every hour and counting. I have been labeled a coward, a sellout, a traitor to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and I have been cussed out at least 500 times. <laughs> Definitely, some of our listeners, and I, I thank you. 
Oh, that's such a cock. Such cock shit. You counted the cusses. <laughs> don't don't never count a curse word. Never. Oh do it. man, it goes on. I fully expected to be called a false prophet in some circles. <laughs> what circles? You what know, circles? The you accurate know, because ones. Because of the false prophecy. <laughs> yeah. But I could never have dreamed in my wildest imagination that so much satanic attack and witchcraft could come from our charismatic and prophetic people. I have been flabbergasted at the barrage of continued conspiracy theories being sent every minute our way and the pure hatred that has been unleashed. So you know the Reddit meme of the sort of anime dude looking at a a butterfly and being like this is blank christians anytime <laughs> consequences rain down on them they're like is this a satan is, is this, this a satanic is, attack is this oppression from the dark one <laughs> right like doug i hate to tell you you're not on satan's list because you're so boring you like put the rake there you forget it's there and then you step on it bitch <laughs> like, listen you're not on satan's list because you're on his fucking team like what are you talking about <laughs> you you are his minion you are the beelzebub like you are out there doing the work my guy like no you, satan, you just satan gave you a like participation trophy and employee of the month like no, like, motherfuckers, you guys are singing Hail Payment and putting one hand up. It's a like youth group concert. Your, your entire life is the last ten minutes of fucking whatever. Uh, of, of, uh, of fucking whatever, exactly. No, you're just, of like, in there, whatever. like, Hail Payment beyond his majesty. <laughs> he is unholy. Unholy. Every week, Zach tries to sing... Uh, worship songs on this podcast and every week I shut him down for the first time ever congratulations Zach you were going to get to keep your worship song in the podcast fucking stupid uh, let's bring it home with James Beverly who is a research professor at Tyndale University who is calling this matter the most significant crisis in the history of the modern charismatic movement uh, she's fuck? been studying the movement for 40 years because because there might actually be some consequences here right because most of these guys right. know what they're doing and girls to be clear uh yep. most of them know how to sort of phrase these things in such a way that anything that happens can become god's will right of course but this they all got in too deep they all cared too much they got a little too specific and there's really not mm. a great way to spin it at this point this side of time tra traveling jesus or uh <laughs> you know trump actually won the whole time which to be fair some of them are doing she specifically name checks q as being like a lot of these prophecies have been informed by the Q movement. And, and like her theory was that a lot of these pastors, grifters that they are, have either been in the Q grift or sort of bought into the Q ideology. And because it's a very similar thing. And it really helps clarify something for me. You know, we talked about how effective Q is at like infiltrating churches mm. and how it's creating this sort of like syncretic religion within the church structure. It didn't really occur to me how much like Q drops are prophecy and how directly mm. that maps on yeah. it. Like, oh, this is. This is literally the same thing. Like, this is prophetic words. And then this very similar process. You know, how do people encounter cognitive dissonance? Well, like, mostly they're pretty good at, like, making whatever peg fit in whatever hole. People are very, very good yeah, they at, are. like, justifying uh, AO. Um, 
justifying their beliefs once once they're bought in she mentioned one other thing that i thought was interesting that i hadn't really thought about that she said that like this is actually the second crisis in the span of a year for all of these prophetic figures because every single fucking one of them missed coronavirus right that's true I hadn't thought about that. Incredible. Because of course they did, right? Because of course they did. Because these these people aren't getting any words from God. They are already ideologically bought into all of the things that have assisted coronavirus denial. So, like, they just missed one of the biggest modern plagues happening in their backyards and often (laughs) in their congregations. Which sometimes meet in their backyards. True story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't worry. They're not meeting outside. None of these people are having outdoor services. They are all fully in their sanctuaries. Man, this election prophecy stuff gets really wild. And uh, while it's funny to look at the cope, it is scary how big these people's platforms are and and Mm. how many people are bought in. And uh, while there are some like very weak need mea culpas happening, uh, mostly it's just business as usual. Let's just keep on keeping on. And uh, I haven't seen a lot to suggest that like their followers are running away from them, except for the one guy with the death threats, which based... (laughs) yeah very cool it only serves to confirm my thesis that prophecy is canceled till proven otherwise uh (laughs) unless i decide to do it and uh, we'll go (laughs) from there well actually actually zach it's funny (laughs) that you mentioned that um because i had a dream uh about a week ago the lord came and spoke to me and he gave me a word for you zach uh (laughs) that he wanted me to share and, okay. you know, honestly, I've been struggling with it because this is very new for me, but I'm going to step out in faith and trust God okay. and deliver you uh, this prophecy that he gave me a week ago um, where the Lord came to me and he said, tell Zach to buy GameStop stock. <laughs> so there you go. I probably should have gotten this to you a few days ago, but you yeah, know, I probably really should have texted to... me, but it's, it's cool. Okay. Um, but, you all know, right, there it is. Fuck. Word from the Lord. Take it for yep, what you want. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll try to keep my future <laughs> prophecy timely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't see how that would be relevant <laughs> all right well before we get okay. out of here uh we're gonna go out with something a little different uh one of our fellow podcasters mm-hmm. uh, from very legal very cool josiah sutton we've uh, had the pleasure of being on their podcast before we talked about the creation museum and in general the creation movement with them uh, you can mm-hmm. check that out if you haven't seen it but josiah as it turns out has talents wait okay i didn't see any of that when we were on the pod with them (laughs) as podcasters we are contractually obligated to be fucking useless in every other element of our (laughs) lives we we do not abide people with like talents and skills and abilities in this here house uh but josiah josiah released an album oh an album that i have been listening to it's called we were kids and he was kind enough to let us put a song from it as the outro music for this week the whole album is definitely worth a listen it's got a very like andrew jackson jihad doing an acoustic set vibe so we're gonna go out with a get through anything in parentheses pawn shop uh, but first my name is michael Tabor. you can find me at michael Tabor. my name is zachary allard and you can find me and all my twink related tweets uh on at zachary underscore allard oh good that will still definitely be relevant the days later that this goes up exactly exactly <laughs> tweets can... are ever- <laughs> tweets are evergreen baby they never go <laughs> tweets like all of our thoughts are eternally relevant that's one of good. the things people that's one of the things people say about tweets <laughs> 
which is why I cannot abide fleets. I, I do I do not truck with any of this, you know, immaterial fading from consciousness shit. Oh, um, man. All of my thoughts deserve to be carried for all of human history. Anyways, you can follow the pod at shitty underscore pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Get Through Anything by Josiah Sutton. Shop client buys that ring. I hope he does better than me and spends his time. <laughs>